Welcome to the Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, helping sales-focused professionals discover new tools, trends, and strategies. Please welcome your host, Bill Bannum. When building a network, it pays to work on multiple levels with both short and longer term strategies. In the October 2018 Sales Pro Chat Show, we hear from sales thought leader and best-selling author, Lee Bartlett, about how to build and leverage your network to benefit your short, medium and long term revenue and professional ambitions. The best salespeople, explains Lee in a recent article, understand there are different levels of contacts that can help them sell, grow and achieve their business goals. They actively work towards positioning themselves as someone of value across all levels. This long term strategy runs alongside their short term revenue goals increasing their influence and the pool of opportunities. This is the real ladder to success and should be part of the process for all salespeople. Lee Bartlett has enjoyed a highly successful sales career working for a variety of tier one institutions. He has held roles in large US, UK and European based corporations and sold extensively across most countries in these regions, as well as in Asia. With extensive experience selling to the financial sector, and C-suite executives, Lee has built multinational sales teams, being co-founder and CEO of a tech startup, and has recently authored his first publication called The Number One Bestseller. He shares his personal sales methodology and experiences in his book and blog, both of which discuss the mindset, strategies, and processes of top salespeople. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com and remember to subscribe to the cpsa podcast through itunes google play and more lee welcome to the show hi bill thanks for having me so beyond my wee introduction there lee please tell our listeners a bit more about you and how you help salespeople. well i am the author of the book the number one bestseller uh, a unique uh, insight into the mind strategy and processes of top salespeople. I have a busy sales enablement consultancy based in London, although I tend to find myself in Palo Alto more these days than than anywhere else. Um, And in the next three months, I'm hoping to launch what I believe is the most comprehensive B2B sales academy globally or ever created. So I'm uh, I'm a busy boy working on putting all these things together and uh, looking forward to uh, 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, Lee is being very modest here. Uh, he's, a, he's an absolute sales superstar. So it is an honor to have you on today, sir. Uh, you are up there with the higher echelons of, of sales influences across the world. So I'm looking forward to this. Okay. <laughs> so, so the October Sales Pro Chat Show focuses on the idea of selling and building a network at different levels. We're going to get into the specifics of the, the five different levels shortly, but just generally to start with can you can you explain a bit about what it means when a sales person sells on a different level at a general level well i think i think it's a personal interpretation i mean throughout my career throughout my consult time consulting you know there always seems to be these top sales people this um 
this air about them that they're able to do things that other people aren't allowed to do and or aren't, aren't able to do and there's this mystery as to how they do it and i think it comes down to multiple things one of those being how well they network and who they know and i think that certainly what i found in my career was that there are different levels of people within a network that allow you to move freely and that can support you hitting your numbers and um and meeting various different people and so what i try to do in the article that you're referring to is share my personal approach my personal view on it and quantify what i thought each of those levels were and really it, it becomes more relevant than ever these days because with the advent of AI moving into the sales arena and there's a lot of talk of automation, if you're not adding value at each stage in the sales process, the odds are you're going to be replaced. And I think taking it as far as, as even a networking strategy really helps people to have, salespeople to have a different perspective and understand perhaps where they fit in, in exactly what they're doing and serving the customer. Okay, thank you very much. So let's now start going through the different levels uh, you, you outline five of those if you don't mind let's start with level one because that seems to make sense if you can spend a couple of minutes just sort of giving us an overview of your take on the ground level salesperson so this is uh, the how i view a ground level salesperson is uh, your typical nine to fiver they, they come into the office they simply call their their defined targets or their, their, their ideal customer profile they pitch their product and that's it. They don't really do much else in terms of expanding their network with more senior players. And really they're working in many regards a lot harder than they need to because they haven't identified any channels to what I call plug the source. So they're not looking for um, the influences of multiple deals. Uh, and that's, that's a very hard way to work. Now, the binary salesperson is really just delivering a, a fundamental pitch to the various different customers. And that in itself is a process and that can be replicated. So the way I see it, if that's your strategy, your only strategy to hitting your numbers, then you have a very high likelihood of being replaced by AI in the, in the near future. So I would say that's the job that's most at risk. And when you say being replaced by AI, uh, can you break down some of those typical uh, responsibilities of, of that ground level salesperson that could be replaced? So I'm guessing, for example, uh, I, I go to a lot of websites now and there's a chatbot that comes straight up, right? And yep. it says, how, how can we help you today? And based on my answers, it, it uh, looks over its FAQs, probably has thousands of those, and it, it selects those in, in, a, in a tiny fraction of a second. And it's doing some of those fundamental jobs already of, of a ground level salesperson. But that's just my take on uh, one yeah. role. Uh, tell us what you think. It's a very good point. Uh, the chatbots, I think, are the beginning of it. I, I think the chatbots chat today are really used for lead generation, for qualification. And as uh, the months, I would say months rather than years go by, they're just getting more and more sophisticated to handle more functions. And within that is going to be potentially the ability to demonstrate the product up to a point where it needs much deeper customization. So if your, if your strategy is just to, well, let, let me give you another example of, of, of a client that I've recently consulted for. The, the sales, some of the salespeople 
their idea of selling the product was to take a take a lead from marketing and it was quite a sophisticated product they were selling but not so sophisticated you couldn't learn it if you needed to and take that lead and their next immediate response was to schedule a call with a product specialist or a project manager that could walk that person through the process now where's the value that that salesperson is adding to that process there just isn't one i mean they're just coordinating somebody who knows what they're talking about potentially within a certain domain and uh and sitting back and listening to the conversation and then saying what should we do next i mean that that's not selling that's just facilitating i mean that's secretarial work really so if you're not putting in the effort to learn your product to a certain a certain extent to be able to share insights and to be to demonstrate expertise then you're not really adding th- anything to that process and your days are numbered. That's the way I see it. So um, part of the process that, that I go through with those is, is, is to really get them to understand, salespeople to understand that they need to be building networks, they need to be understanding the product better, and they need to be conducting a value-based sales process. So th- that's an example of what I consider is an outdated binary sales model. Tell me a bit about the uh, level two, the, the, the concept of the strong salesperson. Yeah, so, so the, the concept of these levels is just to show that there are levels. First of all, is to acknowledge that there are levels and to understand what each of those levels can do. And I, I'm going to call a strong salesperson someone that perhaps within their network has department heads within there or people that have access to multiple people rather multiple potential buyers rather than let's say the end users of a software product so let's take an example of a software product let's say that i'm selling a software product to jp morgan the binary salesperson is either responding to inbound leads or they're just calling end users and they're not they're not building all the networking with end users and they're not taking the time or they don't have a strategy to build more senior players into their network the strong salesperson recognizes that it's far easier to move across a department if you're coming from senior level recommendation. And so they actively have a process to include more senior people within their, um, within their networks. And, then they, and they also know how to leverage them. So I, I think they're on the first rung. And that tends to happen. You know, let's just give it some sort of time frame. You, know, you see this after a couple of years of someone being in a role that you know, you're not just picking up. Um, uh, a broad network of end users, but you're also picking up the department heads in your apart in your um, assigned accounts, and you're also getting to know the accounts a bit better. So the way with which you move and as you as you grow with seniority in the sales profession is a little bit easier, but it's still not at that dynamite level where the top salespeople really sit. Okay, so experience is key here. At least a couple of years experience to start building up those contacts. Uh, it doesn't have to be built. doesn't have to okay. be if you have it. I mean, I wish somebody had shown me these levels at the beginning of my career because then I would have, you know, built a strategy around uh, multiple levels, around networking, around multiple levels, you know, because the, the higher the level you go, the more time it tends to take to to become a person a, a trusted person to the higher levels so it, it does correlate to t- to time and experience but it doesn't necessarily have to 
So is, is there a fear factor involved with this, Lee? Uh, what, what I mean here is to, to, to be that strong salesperson, forget about the other levels for now, but to get to the level two, is it about jumping in with both feet first, but be, being willing and able to to talk to folk who are perhaps a bit more senior than you, who other less strong salespeople perhaps would be fearful of, of doing that? Well, I think if you have identified the levels then and acknowledged them, well, if you've acknowledged them, then you can take it just a step further and understand what might add value to the different levels. And once you um, become a person of value to, to, to the various different levels, then that fear should disappear. I, I do think you're right. I do think that, that you know, as salespeople grow in seniority, they do become more comfortable in their own skin and their ability to add value. And so they, I'll tell you what else affects that as well. Win rate affects that. So if you're winning a good number of the deals that you're working on, uh, or if you've won a large deal, then your confidence does go up and you feel more capable of speaking to more senior people. However, it, it doesn't need to be that way. It just seems to evolve that way. And like I said, if I had a better understanding of this 20 years ago when I started out in selling, then it would have benefited me greatly. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. For all of those uh, more junior or, or newer salespeople listening to this, please take heed. You could uh, you could get a lot further up the ladder a lot quicker. So let's uh, let's continue up the ladder uh, to level three. And uh, I love this term. Uh, tell us about the disruptor salesperson. Okay, so this person, and this was the stage that I got to before I left the corporate world. Uh, you know, I was, let's take an example of JP Morgan again. So let's say I'm selling a software product to uh, certain departments within JP Morgan. Uh, let's just say that the binary salesperson deals with the, the potential end users. Uh, I mean, that's a very hard way to do things because you're constantly selling up to the more senior people. Let's say that the strong salesperson has uh, links to the uh, management or to the, the department head so they can move more easily. And then let's say the disruptive salesperson really networks and has become a trusted partner to the head of JP Morgan Europe. So if I'm in at those three levels, the ability to move down in an organization through the most senior recommendation is far easier than it is to move up. So when it comes to deal pitching in JP Morgan, uh, I could leverage my network at multiple levels to overcome all kinds of obstacles. Now, let me benchmark that with a, a, a growing trend in the industry, the buyer committee. So these deals that tend to be done in these large establishments always have multiple buyer committees. They always have a procurement department. But what you're looking for is a consensus. And if you have a consensus at multiple levels within a large organization, then your chances of success are greatly increased. And let me take that a step further. If I wanted to do a company-wide agreement with JP Morgan, that would be, it would be absolutely essential to have these multiple levels of contacts within there to, to gain consensus throughout the bank, throughout procurement, throughout the entire organization. That is the only way that you're going to get to do these very large deals in these large companies. So it's absolutely essential to network and to have these to have a, a trusted relationship with the most senior organization of, um, of leaders in these organizations. The other thing 
to take it a step further is that to network around the industry now let's just say that you change your mindset from i want to hit my targets by doing a number of deals in a bank to i want to take over i want to become a trusted recognized influencer in an entire industry the way to do that is to be recognized by the industry leaders and it just so happens in the case of investment banking jp morgan happens to be one of them the same for morgan stanley the same for goldman sachs the same for the biggest players in the industry so if i wanted to know the head of goldman sachs the number one way to get hold of him would be via referral from the head of jp morgan so you can network far more easily once you have the senior level players in your network and you're trusted by them and you add value because they're happy to give you a recommendation. It's far harder for me, for example, to jump into Goldman Sachs and work my way all the way up again. So there's, there's, there's an efficiency that comes with having these levels of contacts within your networks. But I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword as well, in a way, right? Uh, if you build up a relationship with JP, the, the head of JP Morgan, uh, yeah. and and then that trust is uh, betrayed in some way, they lose faith in you in some way, uh, that could be pretty toxic for any other future relationships, right? So I, I guess that's a, f- a balancing act. Is that so how, how so? So tell me how you would lose trust. How would you consider you'd lose trust in such a senior? You know? Oh gosh! Uh, if 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 a project that you 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 promise to deliver uh, does not get delivered in in the way they're looking for, perhaps right. So so to maintain that network means you have to be someone of integrity and you have to do exactly what you say you'll do. So yeah, you have to do your job impeccably. That's also a very important part of this. What well, a crucial part of this, you know, and that's the crucial part of any network. If you let anyone down in your network then, and and lose trust, then you're going backwards. But but that's the point, you know. So. I think the the path that I described here of gaining that level of trust and rapport within one account and then using that to cross pollinate across the industry and other accounts, that that's probably the smartest way, in my opinion, of doing it. Uh, but you can't do any of it unless you're a person of integrity and you do exactly what you say you will do and you add value, uh, a substantial ROI to to the establishments. Okay, let's uh, let's continue up now. Let's talk about level four, the the game changer salesperson. <laughs> Tell me a bit about them. So the game changer part, there's two more levels above influencing your industry, and one of them is breaking out of your industry. So there are, and I gave some examples in the article of who I consider is uh, a cross industry influencer. I think Gary Vaynerchuk was one of them, someone who I greatly admire and respect. But imagine if you had Gary Vaynerchuk in your network uh, and he liked and trusted you uh, and you were adding value to his business. He'd have no issue introducing you probably anywhere in his global network, a vast global network. So life gets a lot easier if you have every every level in your network. But But I just wanted to show really within that article that it doesn't just stop there. It, it, it continues to go up and it hits the echelons of, of the business world. So uh, another uh, a good friend of mine who I would consider a level four, uh, a level four network would be uh, Jeffrey Hazlett, the owner, the founder and owner of the C-Suite network. You know, so if, if, if Jeffrey, if I asked Jeff, you know, Jeff, I'd like to meet uh, somebody in uh, Unilever, I'm pulling just names out of the hat here, and he knew them, then 
perhaps I could get an introduction that way. But it would be very hard if I was using somebody who was siloed in one industry to cross pollinate another industry. Awesome. Thank you. And then finally, uh, let, let's talk about level five, the, the idea of the Jedi Knights. I, I think you use the, exam, <laughs> the example of the uh, soon to be famous astronaut, Richard Branson, that somebody who can just pick up a phone, right? And, and, uh, and, and hopefully get a conversation going. Yeah, so these, the way I view the level fives, I mean, they've just made it. They are, they are the highest rung of the business empire. So again, it, it really, it, it scales up again from the level fours who are striving to create a legacy to the people who have secured a legacy and they're they're at the top of the tree. And again, do you network with these people to try and get an introduction? Uh, I just want to show that there are more levels. It's a very, very difficult thing to do. And the motivational drivers of level four and level five are, are slightly different, I think, or what they look for in people that they like and trust. The level fives, they tend to conduct business with people. They, they invest in human capital. If they like you and they believe in you, then they will support you. And I think you can see that if you look at Richard Branson online or in anything that he does. He's constantly looking to bring people up and to support them. And, and, and it's, it, it's an incredibly enviable trait that you see in level five uh, people. And he, they also nurture and encourage level fours to, to, to reach that kind of holy grail of business as well. But if you can network, this is hard to explain to someone who's, who's just started in sales. But with the advent of social media, the world has become a lot smaller. And it is possible to get people's attention. But it's not just about shouting, hey, I'm here, please notice me. It's about adding value to people or bringing them ideas that will add value and demonstrating your worth. And if you can do that to every level, then you have their ear and, and they're happy to recommend you. You know, it, it doesn't mean that you, you can't not stay, stand by your word or do exactly what you'll say or do everywhere along the process. And these networks do take time, but it is possible to meet these people. And let me give you an example. I met Jeffrey Hazlett through a tweet I, I was on Twitter and I noticed there was an auto tweet that was sent out uh, on Twitter to say that he landed in the UK. You know, the next morning I tweeted him back, PM'd him. The next morning we're having breakfast together. So, you know, how do I meet a level four having never, ever spoken to them before? There's an example. But the fact is that I'm aware of it and I uh, had a value statement. You know, I, I added value to Jeff. We've become friends. And now we're, uh, we're solid networkers. So when he wants to come to the UK and meet anybody, I'd be delighted to introduce him and vice versa, I'm sure. So for those salespeople listening to this interview today, uh, Lee, um, and they're thinking to themselves, oh, man, there's no way I can ever get to a level four because there's such a, a huge gap perhaps between level three and getting up to level four, let, let alone you know becoming a level five Jedi type. Where should the aspirations stop should, should should folk look to try and bridge that gap between three or four or you know what if you if you get to level three and you're a disruptor salesperson you've done pretty well what, what, what is your take there for, for the average person yeah. listening to this yeah i mean it comes down to your why i mean there's no point like i said there's no point getting hold of people and trying to build a network with people when, when you're not really there's no value involved you know it's not a look at me exercise but it depends. It also depends on what you aspire to be. Do you aspire to to go to work and earn your crust and go home, 
or do you aspire to be a recognized industry figure and to to drive your product into every possible account globally and when you know understand your why and, and what it is you're trying to achieve you can build a strategy to identify well first of all you need to identify who the different levels are within your chosen industry and then you need to find a way to to, to contact them a value-based way to contact them so that they see you as a person of, of value okay and we are coming towards the end of this uh, particular sales pro chat chat already so before we wrap things up lee uh, how, how can our listeners connect with and learn more about you my website uh, is currently being updated but it, it's comprehensive it's lee bartlett bestseller.com uh, twitter linkedin Please connect in any way. My articles are there and uh, I'd be delighted to discuss any of them with anybody. Thank you. And that just leaves me to say for today, Lee Bartlett, thank you very much for being a guest on the Sales Pro Chat Show. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate it. (laughs) And listeners, as always, until next time, happy selling. Thank you for listening to Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. 